it's welcome to politics done right i'm egberto <laughs> willis your host good morning houston good morning harris county good morning to the great state of texas good morning to the united states of america and of course least but not last or least but well whatever good morning to the world good morning to every corner where our hundred thousand watt transmitter seeps into those antennas that are still picking up analog and digital signals anyhow as well good morning to everybody on the internet who have access to listening to kpft and watching the videos that we do as we move on with the show but before or without any further ado let's move on to the geniuses in the studio howard reynolds and jack van beber how are my peeps doing this morning well jack is a genius here not i oh <laughs> there we we didn't hear you at first well, you know, I was waiting for the screen. entry. I was waiting for that entry with your deep voice saying, this is KPFT and we are doing all the necessary things to keep America alive. But you didn't come in. So I, I was know well, that was that was my fault. I didn't put that in there. So we, let's do a legal ID here at KPFT Houston. Broadcasting in Houston at 90.1, Galveston 89.5, and Huntsville is listening in at 89.7. And now I think with tin cans and stringer all holding up, and Jack, you got a page of wisdom over there for us this morning? Yes, yeah. Uh, conservation versus consumption. Reverence versus exploitation. Peace versus war. Giving versus selfishness, humility versus arrogance, acceptance versus denial. Find a way to accept your brother or sister, even when you think they're wrong. Flee from hatred, as Bob Marty says. It only makes you hate. Yeah, that's why I accept Jack. <laughs> I could not do this. I could not do this show without Jack. And on Fridays, this man is just—he shines. I just sit here and play the records, man. Jack really does the show. Yeah, but my writing's real bad. <laughs> well, there is that. I've been meaning to speak to you about that. Can you just write in block print so I can read it? <laughs> well, that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> uh, this is what happens when you deal with somebody you can't read. <laughs> oh, man, it's not working. It's not working. But, man, I, I last couple of times I wasn't able to listen to your show, man. But uh, I know that. Well, you didn't uh, anything. You didn't miss always, a thing. We 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 know we know your you know what you guys do, man. We know what you guys do. But you know, Jack, um, you know, it's amazing that you are talked about that because you know, I like the part that you talk about, you know, try to, to try to find a way to talk to other folks, including the ones that you think you completely disagree with. You know, I had a uh, right after my three o'clock show yesterday. I got a text from one of the uh, from one of our great PDR Posse members, and she's like, "Egberto, I can't take this anymore. I think I've I've got to stop for a while." And I'm like, uh, "You'll be, you know, first of all, you know, take yeah, take a break from politics if that's what you need to do, or or, or for a while. But the one thing you can't do though is let somebody and, and because because you fear so much." The engagement with those who, as far as you're concerned, they're out of their minds. 
How can they do things that hurt themselves and think that it's all okay? How I mean, at some point, you have to just sit back and say, you know, if you have a kid or if you have a, an adult that uh, is making the wrong choices, that's your relatives or your family, uh, you're not going to just throw your hands up and say, to hell with you, bye-bye. Yeah, well, I, mean, I guess some people would do that, but you know, most of us wouldn't. You would sit back there and try to work with that person. Sometimes you just try to learn how to ignore that person, but still exists. And so what I told her is, you know, stick around and, you know, where, when you have to tune a part of your chat out, because we do a lot of chat on the three o'clock show, uh, when you have to tune your, the chat out, tune it out, but don't let them change who you are. Don't let them change what you believe in as far as what's, you know, what you know is right, because at that point they win. And that's one of the things I say about, um, our country in general, right? Um, the, the people, the very few people, and when I say very few, I mean very few people at relative to the total population of the United States are doing exceedingly well, in fact, exceedingly well on our backs. And, you know, people just don't like to see that they like to put blinders on and that, but that is the reality. But the only way that that reality stays in existence, if they somehow can have you worried about so many other things that you don't, you know, the other person is trying to harm you. That person is no good. Now, when you sit back and ask why, you know, uh, it makes no sense. I mean, on we have the, on the first of every month, or rather the first Saturday of every month, we have a little program called Asking Better to Anything. And it's for some reason, we had a small one Saturday and it was all guys. It was, all, I was like, where are the women? Where are the women? Usually we, it's mostly women usually. This time it was all guys. Uh, we, we, we're there talking, you know. And one of the things that we came out and we said is like, and, and by the way, it was two conservatives and two, uh, actually it was five of us. It was two conservatives, three progressives. And uh, we're talking. And the idea was, you, you know, if we can do this here, right, we can find a way to expand and do it otherwise. So. Look, the top depends. They can only succeed if you can look, if you can think the fight is with your neighbor, if you can think the fight is with the other. They can only rip you off, succeed in letting you worry about all the things that don't concern that 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 doesn't really affect you. They can only succeed if they can keep you off. Back in in the, a few years ago, I was uh, on the, the uh, board of Move to Amend. It was an organization to uh, create the 28th Constitutional Amendment that said money is not speech and corporations are not people. Corporation is not a person. Because believe it or not, that has really corrupted our politics and the amount of monies that it allows corporations as an individual. Remember now. You are an individual with a social security number and all that kind of stuff. Anytime you see the word LLC or Corp or Inc. or whatever, that entity is a it's 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 equivalent to a breathing, living human being. And all the things that, that that's done under that name, 
is on them. So you can have a board of directors and, and a company, Exxon Inc. or whatever. When Exxon does something wrong, uh, it's not the execs and all these guys that are that are condemned or what or or whatever. It is that corporation is a person. So we have allowed the creations of things that can do wrong. And if for some reason we, the jury, finds that that thing has done wrong, then that thing is what pays. But by then we would have extracted, the executives have extracted all the bonuses and the, and the, and the, the uh, shareholders have extracted all the dividends. So if, if it does a whole lot of wrong for a long time and then finally get caught, you dissolve the corporation, it goes away. Nobody loses. People say, oh, well, they lost their stocks. Well, add up all the dividends and appreciation that they've gotten over the years. This is a this When I talk about a system that is designed for the few, uh, that so few of us understand how it works. But anyway, as I was in Move to Amend and creating the 28th Amendment, one of the things that we sat, uh, sat around and talked, we would lock ourselves up twice a year in a house in some city, would be Chicago, Berkeley, uh, Baltimore, D.C., anywhere. We'll just go rent a house and there'll be 12 of us in there brainstorming and bringing folks in to talk about how we get it. And we got a lot of lawmakers who actually, uh, you know, supported the 28th Amendment. Look it up, the 28th Amendment, move to amend, etc. etc. But the idea is how do we teach people how the system is really works because most of us go off about our lives and we just think it's everybody is doing their thing, but that's not how it works. Bread and circus, bread and circus. There was one of the skits that was put on by move to a men. Uh, uh, what's a Mormon state move to a men. Uh, which state is, is the Mormon state and uh, Howard uh, Utah. What, Utah. What is it? Utah, Utah, Utah. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Utah. And, uh, you know, in in uh, Utah, the move to amend in Utah, they created a skit. Never forgot it. Ashley, that's her name of the woman who wrote the skit. And they built a carriage and everything, and they called it Bread and Circus. And what they showed in that skit, and you can find that skit on my website, egbertowillies.com, Bread and Circus. What the skit show, and it's about a half hour long skit or something like that, maybe 50, I don't remember how long it is. But anyway, she did such a great job in putting away, showing that what corporations and, and, and the entities do is they keep you so distracted and, and they follow the rules of what the kings used to do, right? They, may, they made sure their subjects were entertained and fed cheaply, bread and circus, bread and circus. And if you take a look, we do that today, right? Yeah, I know groceries and all of that. Uh, relatively speaking, we say it's very expensive. But food in the United States is pretty damn cheap. I know we, we are used to the cheap food. So if it goes up a little bit, you know, hey. But we have all this stuff that, that teases you. Fast food that Hey, I'm addicted to fast food. Too. Well, I'm addicted to junk food, but I eat a lot of vegetables and stuff to, to stay healthy and I work out hard. But anyhow, so we are we are uh, fed a lot of food. You go, uh, you come to the United States of America. 
You come to the United States of America, there is an abundance of food and restaurants, and that's what's encouraged here, right? And entertainment, man, the addictiveness of real t- uh, uh, TV, what you call that? Real-time TV, uh, reality TV. You know, I mean, look, I, I never forgot. I used to be addicted to all those um, those uh, reality TV programs because you want to know what's going to happen next. What did they do next? And we have all this entertainment. So we are so entertained. You have Netflix, you have Hulu, you have all of this, that there's always something to do and look at. And, you know, you can you can drown yourself into anything. But there are those who control all those avenues, all those avenues. That are there giving you subliminal messages, subliminal messages. Yesterday at the end of the program, after, um, you know, we had that smart statement from Brother Howard, I was telling you guys about um, the new, a new ad that I'm starting to see. And it's, it's, it's about how they control our minds, right? And it, they do it in such a subtle fashion, right? Uh, the, the doctors are expensive. Doctors spend north of $300,000 to get their degrees, right? So they have to make it up. So when you go to a doctor and he wants to charge you, the specialists want to charge you $150, hey, if you understand the insurance policies that these guys have to buy to, uh, in case they're sued, the amount of their, their payments to pay back the loans that they got for being a doctor, I mean, it's crazy. So, of course, they have to demand a higher salary to pay all that stuff that they did to get their degrees. Well, there are other professions that do a lot of work and very important. Nurse practitioners, MP, all all these different levels right under a doctor that either takes less schooling, less expensive to get. So if you've noticed, if you've driven around your city, any city in the country, in America, my, my brothers and sisters in, in Barcelona, Spain, don't have this problem because they have good health care. Uh, in, in, in Paris, they don't, in, in France, they don't have this problem. But you take a look around town. You see all these emergency centers popping up. You see all these uh, 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 care centers, um, uh, first care centers, whatever they're called, uh, emergency care and uh, you know, little, small, little hospitals, if you will, where you, it's in a neighborhood, right? You look at it as, wow, healthcare coming close to me. What it really is, is businesses reaping the benefit of our ignorance, right? Because the model that they're creating here is to further enrich a stockholders who see this as a way to get government dollars easily and insurance dollars easily but it doesn't matter because insurance companies have a vested interest in these little companies as well so they're just paying themselves many times so this ad now that i saw on i saw it on msnbc cnn etc it is telling it it has all these happy people who got sick and went to well not the doctor went to the nurse practitioner at one of these uh, primary, these healthcare facilities, right? So they're trying to train your mind now that when you go into these facilities and you see no doctors, what you see are nurse practitioners. And this is not 
this is not at all anything against nurse practitioners. You guys work hard, you do the job, etc. But it's not about you. It's not about the nurses. It's not about the uh, all the other folks under the doctor. It's about what businesses has done. They have used the nurse practitioner now to do the job of the doctor and the nurse to work that much harder. I went into a next once. And the amount of work they're doing now, each individual nurse practitioner, not doctor, but nurse practitioner, doing the work of the entire place. And you see your bill, it's more than it used to be, but their costs has gone down because they're using nurse practitioners as opposed to doctors, right? And then you say, where is that delta? How comes you are not benefiting from a lower cost because you're now being seen by a nurse practitioner who is paid a lesser salary? No, that change in direction or that change in finances goes to the shareholder and the executive profits. Hey, look at what we've done. We've established all these uh, emergency care centers. There's another name that they have. These emergency care centers all established around town, and we're making a hell of a profit. We don't even have to populate them with uh, all doctors anymore. Nurse practitioners, we increase our profit margin. We don't reduce the prices for the people coming to get the service. No, we don't. We just go ahead and pass it on to the shareholder, pass it on to the bonuses of the executives and their pie, their piece of the pie of the entire United States economic system, their piece of the pie keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And we're eating bread and watching TV. And we are eating bread, bread and circus. And we're worried about what's the next thing that's going to happen with, uh, with Taylor Swift. Love Taylor Swift, but you know, we're entertained. We're entertained. And we're, what's the next movie? What's the next uh, con, uh, Transformer movie coming? What is the next this coming? And we're fed and we're happy. We're full. Our bellies are full. But they're back out there scheming on how best and how better now more so to take what you've worked for, what you have earned. Notice what I said, what you've earned. They're trying to figure out more and more ways to extract what you have earned, meaning not what they've earned, what you have earned. When I say that our aristocracy, our plutocracy, our oligarchy, all these rich people that you revere, they're built on your backs. And for all of you out there that continue to push this model, that continue to push that this is the way things have to be, that continue to push that, oh, that, you know, the private sector this way is great. Remember, that's the bottom line. I'm not talking about mom and pop store because they are just as uh, they are just the same in getting taken advantage of. And I, this is a monologue that, that I wasn't going to have again. I just thought about this as Jack talked about how we should treat each other. Well, if we can treat each other and speak to each other and let each other know these realities. And by the way, folks, the number is 713 526 5738. 713 
526-5738. All lines are open. I have two videos to show today. I want to tell you what the show is really supposed to be about today in a few seconds. But again, let's get smart. The Powell Manifesto came about because we were getting too smart and we were asking these specific questions. Why is it that we work so hard and others make their bread, make their fortunes off of what we do? And somehow we ought to feel guilty when we ask for more. When we ask for more, when we tell these people who profited not from their good deeds, but profited from what they've made on us, when are we going to say enough? Stop looking at your brothers and sisters as the one to feel guilty about. Stop looking at the other as being your problem. They are not your problem. They are and I don't want to call it victims, but they are suffering through the same reality that you are. So, folks, one of the, the, the goals of our movement, one of the goals of this type of media is not to sugarcoat who we are, but it's simply put out there who we who we should be. I wrote a book called uh, uh, How to Make America Utopia. Take away, the, uh, take away the economy from those who rigged it. That is, should be our intent. Take away the economy from those who rigged it. Um, before I go to Harry, let me go to Joe. Uh, come on in, Joe. Brother Joe, you're on. Hey, um, you know what? We have we, we share so many uh, uh, we're like-minded in so many ways. I was I was a member of Move to Amend for several years, you know, because you know money is not speech. I'm sorry, and 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 corporations uh, they should die from time to time. Um, but um, but where we differ, I think, is is you know, you haven't mentioned it yet, but You'll get around to, uh, you know, um, taxing unrealized capital gains, and you'll talk about tax cheats and what have you. And, and that, that, you know, that reminds me of, of something that's going on right now. Um, you know, that the, the Democrats, they said, we're going to, you know, we're going to go after the billionaires. We're going to make the billionaires pay their fair share. Right. So, so approve this, this legislation so we can make the billionaires pay their fair share. But what, what one of the outcomes there was that uh, you know uh, on these uh, these platforms like Venmo, PayPal, Cash App, anything you know that it's this is you know I, I know I know people they do their whole they do everything in Cash App right I mean I, I went to U of H right and and uh, you know I lived on Scott Street there's an economy in Cash App right and and Venmo and and PayPal and. Now, now they're going to send you a 1099 if you do over $600 a year on uh, on on Cash App or Venmo, and that is not making the billionaires pay their fair share. That is for ideas about like uh, you know progressive or communist ideas about taxation lead, 
right? They it, they say one thing, but they deliver another, right? So and, and and there's a new kind of a new phrase creeping into your lexicon. I've heard you say it a few times now: tax cheap, right? Well, is it is is, is a mom you know having a garage sale on her front front lawn making a thousand dollars in PayPal? Is she a tax cheat? You know? Um, can I can I respond, Joe? Can I respond? First of all, you're. Uh, let me just say, no, no. Let me, let me, no, no. One at a time. Let's let's not confuse things here. You're right. Okay. Uh, that uh, first of all, you know, I don't have a problem saying you're right as far as why go after trying to figure out that that six hundred dollar transaction, etc. So you know, uh, you're right. What do we do as pro- what would we do as progressives? We would elect people to take that concern up. And solve that concern because the people we really want to go against are those people who have made their money off of our backs, which I think you and I would agree on. Because, again, that uh, many of that was ill-gotten gains. So, therefore, uh, you and I shouldn't be fighting about that being a progressive thing about the 600. In fact, I think many times uh, neoliberal Democrats put those poison pills in there to neuter what what progressives really stand for. Remember, progressives are the ones that say we don't believe in things like mean testing for certain uh, programs because we believe everybody should have access to certain programs as needed. And we believe in the, in the basic honesty on the, of, of the average American citizen. So you are, your statement that you just made, my brother, proves what I talk about us fight those of us in the same boat fighting against each other when we should be a coalition against those who are working against us so i you know you mentioned that stuff is if that mom and pop in a garage say you are so right about that i don't want that woman who's out there or that man who's out there with a garage sale having to be burdened about doing what he's doing but then if if you have a corporation that's going around to a thousand garage sales and, and making their money off the the backs of all those other people, I want something done there. So again, instead of looking at what makes us uh, 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 different in little areas, what we ought to do, Joe, is work together on getting these issues solved. And I think based on what you said, given that you are also a member of Move to Amend, I'm touched. I was one of the board of directors of Move to Amend. I'm touched. Uh, that is, in fact, what I think we need to work on. And I don't disagree with you at all that that mom and pop, we got to do everything else, everything in our power. Mom, not only the person that I'm talking about, the mom and pop pizza shop, I'm talking about the, the guy repairing your bikes, you know, that those little bike shops, etc. I don't want them having to go through those burdens. I sure do want it for the, the uh, corporations who are an entity within themselves. Continue, Joe. So I think I lost part of what I wanted to say, but, but, you know, the bottom line is, you know, progressives for, for some reason have aligned themselves with the Democrat party. And, you know, they're, they're, they're going to show you the shiny thing in their right hand and you're going to get the, 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 the mess in their left hand. Right. Can I, can I say this, Joe, the, the progressive, the progressive movement, at this point, in, look, there, we are a duopoly right now. We have two parties, all right? You have a lot of independent parties or whatever, but they don't have, in market terms, they don't have market penetration, all right? So you have to align 
with uh, an entity where you can win, where you can actually get progressives winning. Now, I don't you conflate progressives, uh, progressive Democrats with neoliberal Democrats. Neoliberal Democrats are nothing more than Republicans. Okay, so let's be clear here. And I want you to be very uh, cognizant of this. Uh, uh, If you want to make progress, you have to understand you have to make sacrifices at time. In fact, when I'm talking to the progressive movement, uh, especially the younger ones who want to, you know, just burn the whole darn thing down, just like how MAGA wants to burn all things down for the wrong reasons, progressives, a lot of the younger progressives do as well. And my thing is, that's not how you build. You build, uh, you build from without and from within. And you, you, you make sure and you do it in a manner. First of all, we are peaceful. Secondly, we can do it by simply changing minds. You're a progressive. You just won't admit it. Look, look what's happening in the Republican Party right now. There's a huge struggle going on to get rid of the, uh, the neo-whatevers, right? Exactly. And, no, and, I, actually, and, you're and right. Joe, you Joe, Joe, no, Joe, Joe. The problem with with their MAGA movement, Joe, it's too much. And I got to let you go to get the other calls. Right. But here's the the problem with the MAGA movement. The problem with the MAGA movement is so much of it is based on misinfo. I know you don't want to accept that right now. If you and I had a cup of coffee, we would go through them item by item by item. But I understand where it comes from. And that's the reason why I tell you I hang with MAGA. I hang with everybody because, again, it is important for us to see each other as the people that that force on top is having their boots on our necks. I got to let you go, Joe. Thank you so kindly for calling in and having, uh, you know, and having something necessary to say. All right. Looking forward to that coffee, buddy. Take care. We will. All right. All right. Take care. All right. Let's go to Harry. Come on in, Harry. How are you doing, my brother? Buenos dias, Hermano Alberto Willis. I'm going to finish that sentence for you when you were talking about the MAGA uh, uh, people with misinformation. Like you once told a caller on this show, I don't have to mention his name, stop listening to white right-wing crap. <laughs> yeah, you have to stop the right-wing. Anyway. Well, yeah, you know, I, I look, I want people to analyze everything they hear on right-wing media. And also, I, good morning, Paul Fleming from Atlanta, Georgia. And I also want them to analyze what I say. In other words, don't take what I'm saying here at face value. Go look it up. You know, I, am, I, I exactly. enjoy that folks are going to fact check me. Okay? I enjoy that. Yeah. Go ahead, Harry. Yeah. Yes, and they should they should fact check the right wing stuff is what you're saying. That's yes. what they should do. They fact check what you say, and they should fact check what they get on when they hear stuff on Fox to see yes, if it's sir. true or it's as you say, right wing crap. When it is crap, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but anyway, I um, um I've been listening to Economic Update the last two weeks uh, with Richard Wolf. And what I would like you to do is do a show in the future of breaking down what BRICS and the G7 is comparing those two. Because one of the things that Richard Wolf pointed out, I think it, it wasn't last week's so I go back in the archives and listen again. I'm not sure if it was last week's show, because he's going to be on again this morning, or um, two weeks ago. He talked about 
how Israel does not want the United States to in, uh, invest in emerging BRICS because Israel will not get the weapons that they've been getting because Russia and China and India, and I forget the other one, um, uh, Brits are not going to invest in uh, it's Brazil, it's Brazil, India, China, South Africa, uh, Brazil, China, India, South Africa. And there are a few more that have joined the movement. Right. And the uh, United States and, and Dr. Wolf or Professor Wolf has been saying the United States is going to be left behind if they don't get with those countries and invest because they're the future. And I just want you to compare, when you do that show, compare BRICS to the G7. As he was talking about, the G7 used to be the big dog up front, but now it's going to be replaced by BRICS. And and I and as um, he explained, Israel is uh, does not want that. They're balking at that because then they won't they won't enjoy the weapons that they've been getting from the United States because those other countries are not going to do that. And I just well, want these, you to let, let me just say, Harry, these, I, I want. I won't go into it right now with BRICS versus G7 or whatever, because also remember when we had the G12, Russia was actually a part of, of both of them, right? These are just yeah, economic powerhouses that, that get together. And, and right. one of the reasons that I really uh, like the idea of BRICS is I do want a competing uh, force for the American dollar, right? Right now, the American dollar is what everything is centralized on. I'd like more, right. cent more I'd like things centralized on other currencies or new currencies. And the reason why is when you have a monopoly on currency and let's say what's happening in Israel right now with the United States funding the uh, the gas, the destruction of Gaza, uh, what you can actually say is, well, uh, whoever doesn't agree with the United States, they just sanction them and take away their dollars like they did in Panama. When Noriega didn't do what they told him to do for over a year, Americans, mm -hmm. we, we are, our money is based on the dollar. And for over a year, our economy was crippled. So I want other avenues that we can have. Sharkula here, stylist, welcome to Politics and Right. Uh, so I, I do want there to be different polls that uh, one one direction doesn't hold it all. Because again, what it means then is if I don't like what you're doing, I'll kill your economy. And I think that is completely and entirely unfair. Anyway, Harry, I got to go to Johnny. So uh, anything else real quick? Right. You want there to be, you want, you, you want there to be competition. Is what, yes. is what you're saying. And that's what Dr. Wolf was saying the last two weeks. That's a sign of the United States being in decline. And um, I'll just leave you with this, with one more thing. Uh, hallelujah that Donald Trump, that judge, said that he is not immune uh, to crimes that he committed with January 6th. And let's just hope and pray that this thing will get they will get I got, Hey, I he got an eight-minute piece to do on that. So let me take these next two calls, okay. and then I want to play an eight-minute piece on that. That is good. I'll, Thank I'll you. Listen. All right, Have Harry. Thank you, brother. Roberto, Howard, and Jack as well. Bye-bye. Thank you, sir. Let's go to Johnny. Come on in. Mayor of Politics Done Right, Brother Johnny, come on in. Hey, this is for the benefit of our caller, Joe, earlier. Mm -hmm. um, this is some constructive criticism I hope he'll take to heart and start making a change. When Joe and people like him call in to progressive media, left-wing media, if you will, and they refer to the Democratic Party as Democrat Party, that's red flag number one. That's rhetorical red flag number one. It's a Democratic Party. And when you say Democrat Party, you may be lazy about it or you may be doing it intentionally. 
it's a signal to us that you're not friendly. Number two, when you conflate communists and progressives in the same sentence, when you talk about tax equity, again, you're signaling to us that you're not being serious, serious about uh, honest, earnest discourse. And finally, uh, you always, when you talk, you sound like you're always on the verge of yelling. That's another red flag. We see that a lot of times with people on the right who call in to progressive media. It's a turnoff, I've got to tell you. But in your defense, and I agree, garage sales, I do not see as income. They should not be listed in anyone's W-2 form or, or W-4 or 10-W-40 form. That's that's comes from the sale of stuff that you worked hard for and you've already paid taxes on, and you should be able to benefit from the sale of those things without having to quantify them to the government. I agree with that. But that's not the same thing as what Egberto and I have talked about in the past. When we talk about equity, we're talking about a fair, equitable tax code, income tax code, a progressive income tax code, like under, like under Republican Eisenhower in the early 1950s, but with no, zero, zip, nada, no loopholes for the ultra-wealthy. And I think you could wrap your head around that, Joe. I think you would agree with that. And that's all I have to say. Brother Johnny, Mayor of Politics and Right, thank you for your call. Thank you for your always intelligent discourse. Have a good one, brother. All right, let's go to Brother Donald. Come on in, Donald. Good morning, Alberto. I'm going to talk soft and calm. How are you today? I am doing fine, my brother. Talk to me. Mushrooms, you keep them in the dark and you feed them BS and they grow. That's what we are as mushrooms. (laughs) Okay. What you got to look at is Roman Empire. They had the Colosseums. They did the games. That was all the distraction. It moves on. And then what we have now is education. Our education system does not teach people to be leaders. It teaches them to be sheep. And until we can break that, we're going to still keep getting the same thing. It doesn't teach young people to be entrepreneurs, business leaders. It teaches them to get a job in a corporation. Get a job in a corporation, get benefits, get your insurance. And what did the kings have? They had tax collectors. What are the tax collectors for the government right now? Corporations. They take your taxes out every week or biweekly or monthly or however you get paid. And the system works for them. And until we break that, it's never going to change. You know what, uh, Donald? Very, very smart commentary. You're actually very, very right, sir. Thank you so kindly for your call. Let me go play my... I have two videos. I'm only going to get to play one. So let me play the eight-minute one, and then I'll come back and take calls at 713-526-5738. So let's get busy with the video, and then... I'll, I'll continue talking. Well, the D.C. court did its job. It took them a while, but they came out with that unanimous decision that said, no, the president is not above the law. He does not get that immunity that he wants to, that immunity that will give him the opportunity to murder people without any, without any consequences, that opportunity to do anything illegal without consequences. He was denied that ability. But I'm going to tell you, there's something that concerns me about this entire dialogue. I want you to listen to this, to the president's, to the to, to his response. And then I want to tackle how the reporters 
handle it, how the journalists handle it, because it's the same mistake that they made previously. So listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side. And depending on other court cases involving Donald Trump and his other litigation schedule, we could be seeing a trial of former President Trump for insurrection in the spring. Von Hilliard, I understand you have new reaction from the Trump camp. What is it? Yeah, I just want to read the statement that was just sent to me here by Trump campaign spokesman. Quote, if immunity is not granted to a president, every future president who leaves office will be immediately indicted by the opposing party. Without complete immunity, a president of the United States would not be able to properly function. Deranged Jack Smith's prosecution of President Trump for his presidential official acts is unconstitutional under the doctrine of presidential immunity and the separation of powers. Prosecuting a president for official acts violates the Constitution and threatens the bedrock of our republic. President Trump respectfully disagrees with the D.C. Circuit's decision and will appeal it in order to safeguard the presidency and the Constitution. Again, that is the new statement just sent a minute ago by the Trump campaign spokesman here. I think it's important to note each of those issues that was outlined by the Trump campaign in that statement was thoroughly written about by those three judges in their appeals decision here. And in part of this, I think it's important to pick out from the appeals court decision, which they write former President Trump's stance would collapse our system of separated powers by placing the president beyond the reach of all three branches. Of course, this is not just about the federal election interference charges against Donald Trump, but also the potential use of the Oval Office by presidents in the future. Of course, Donald Trump is running for the nomination again. He has talked about being dictator for a day. He has talked about the, the, the strengths of having a strong man running a country in so the decision here by the appeals court in the likely Supreme Court hearing oral arguments and taking this case up themselves and ultimately issuing their final ruling will have great implications, not only for this trial that is slated to take place against Donald Trump, but also future presidents of the United States. Now, here's a deal. Notice they go ahead and they tell you the statement that Donald Trump said. Donald Trump said that if a president doesn't get immunity, that it's a danger to the country and a danger to the Constitution. Why? Because people will come after the president. They will try to they will try to put the president in jail or do all these things to the president. If we don't give presidents immunity, it's ironic, right? Because Donald Trump said that one of the first thing he's going to do if he got reelected was to do exactly that to uh, Biden. And if you have immunity, that means after Biden is done, Biden is done and Donald Trump shouldn't be able to touch him. But he's speaking against this about the journalists have failed here. Let me give an example. When Donald Trump puts out a notice and says that if he doesn't get immunity. This will put the country in danger, the constitution in danger, because the president, they will come after the president. Donald Trump forget that he was the 45th president. There were 44 presidents before him. Not one of these presidents requested some sort of immunity. Not one of these presidents were actually persecuted after they left office. And the only one that we should have persecuted after office, uh, Nixon, he got a, a pardon before any type of persecute prosecution occurred. So 
why isn't the media when it, when Donald Trump puts a statement out like that, the president must have humanity, uh, immunity. The president must have immunity to guarantee the Constitution and to make sure that the country is safe. Right. Because he may have to do things that later on. It, no. Again, that reporter immediately, that journalist immediately should say, well, Mr. President. Weren't there 44 other presidents before you? 44 over the last 200 plus years. And we never had that problem. Why should we be concerned about it? Because of you who created an insurrection, you who defrauded many, you who's nothing but a spoiled, illegitimate president that's a criminal. Why didn't they just say that? But again, this is the same media when Donald Trump was saying uh, uh, Obama was born in Thailand or Obama was born in Kenya. Show me your birth certificate. If we acknowledge that Obama's mother was that white woman in Kansas, a born American in Kansas, that should never have gotten any traction. Because it didn't matter if Obama was born in Kenya, Thailand, or any part of Africa or any part of the world, because his mother was an American citizen. And if his mother or father or both are American citizens, it doesn't matter where you are born, you are a natural born citizen. Um, uh, uh, McCain, Senator McCain was born in the same hospital that I was born in, Cocosolo, on a canal zone in Panama, Provincia de Colón. That's where uh, McCain, Senator McCain was born. Exactly same hospital that I was born in, in Panama. Do you, do, did you see Donald Trump question McCain about birth certificates? Again, the media... The media allow these things that have no basis to get traction. Uh, asking, uh, m- uh, make, that story should have been squelched immediately, just like this story about Donald Trump saying a president needs immunity or he it'll be a danger. There were 44 presidents previous to Donald Trump. Come on. Let's do our job and make sure the people are informed immediately. There were 44 presidents before Donald Trump. Not one of them were persecuted or prosecuted or attempted prosecution by anyone. So let's be clear here for that's a bunch of bunk. A bunch of bunk. And, you know, it, the, the, the Bertha thing is one of the things that really got to me. Right. Because the media should have jumped on that right away and said his mother is from Kansas. Doesn't matter where he was born. And if the average American citizen learned and knew that, not a chance would have made that a, a, an issue where we spend so much time, effort, and, 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 true, and people who really thought Obama was the Manchurian candidate or anything like that, that could have never metastasized into our, into our body politic as it did. And here again, Uh, They have allowed Donald Trump to get a narrative that makes absolutely no sense, right? A narrative that says, well, the reasons we need uh, this sort of uh, 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 immunity is so that bad things don't happen to presidents if they have to do bad things to protect the country. Junk. Let's go to Patrick. Come on in, Patrick. Welcome aboard. 
Good morning. Good morning, sir. Talk to me. I wanted to help. I wanted to help Brian out. He was confused about how somebody that has dump trucks on their property can afford a nice home uh-huh. and why they're raising it up. Now, first off, he he, he sports and and uh, lives in a state that is business first, so there's not going to be zoning. Uh, second, all those dump trucks are probably working in developments, which get million dollar contracts to raise homes out of floodplains. And the owner probably understood that and did that for themselves. Uh, that's to benefit in- insurance and, and FEMA, which is another business first model. And uh, the the model for building homes now is to flood out people around them. That's just what they do. And that's because of climate change. So maybe if his party had actually acknowledged climate change, maybe 30 years ago, maybe you wouldn't be going through this. Uh, second, uh, I want to kind of shed a light. Everybody's bringing up uh, right-wing radio. Uh, at least they have lately on your program. And rightfully so, it's half of the competition, I guess. Yeah. It's not. It's, fu- it's funded by uh, right-wing think tanks, and they pay people to call in. They give them a script. Those aren't real callers. So Let me, you, uh, like it's real, is, is doing yourself a dis- uh, disrespect. Go ahead. I mean, look, Patrick, uh, you nailed it. Uh, They right invest in all of their platforms from blogs to right wing radio to everything. And it's all there to misinform. Uh, It's there to make people so uh, think. I mean, they create boogie persons and it's all to serve. Again, I want everybody to look up Project 25. I was going to talk about Project 25 this morning as well. But I don't have we're running out of time. So maybe I'll talk about Project 25 tomorrow. But uh, it, it and, and what it's it's intent on Medicare advantage, et cetera. So we'll take care of that. But thank you for bringing that up, Patrick. Uh, as usual, always have something sensible to say. I'm going to have to go to quick 35 seconds now per person. So come on. Thank you, Patrick. You have a good rest of your day. All right, let's go to MOD. Come on in, MOD. You got about uh, 45 seconds. MOD, 45 seconds, and it's counting. Must not be there. Okay, let's go to Brian. 45 seconds, Brian. Okay, there's Brian going to come in in a second. We're getting there. Yeah, we're getting there. We've got some calls coming in. We have calls coming in, folks. So bear with us one second as we handle these issues. But um, what Patrick has to say is something important uh, when we talk about uh, paid people being paid to call in, etc. Brian, you're on. Come on in, Brian. Yeah, you're there. Yeah, I'm am here. I a, am I a paid person? Yeah, am I a paid person? Oh, I don't think you're a paid oh, person not. at all. I'm, yeah. Okay. Climate change is a man-made myth, and those eight hundred thousand uh, dollar lots that uh, the illegal aliens are moving into, uh, where do they get the money for that? $800,000 to park a bunch of uh, uh, dump trucks on? Where's the money coming from? I didn't bring that up. The, the individual, the black man that was telling me about it, I didn't I didn't bring it up. I didn't think I, about it. You know, the, 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 you know what? Again, I, I, I don't know that that is a valid question for you to ask, okay? 
nobody's asking you where you get your money from. So, Brian, I'm not going to harp on that anymore because, again, like I said, uh, it's none of your business how somebody raises their money. Ask Exxon how they get their money. Okay. Uh, uh, it, it, you don't have the, you, uh, Brian, Brian, my dear brother, you have no right. You have no right to go interrogate somebody who buys a piece of property. If you think they did something illegal, then take, go, take that pathway and take care of it that way. However, please don't question where somebody or how they got their money. Because again, it is as if you think only money belongs to certain kinds of people. So I'll talk to you later. Come to me with something new the next time, Brian. Thank you, my brother. Uh, let's go to yeah. Stephen. Come on in, Stephen. Good morning, Roberto. How are you this morning? I'm fine. Talk to me, my friend. Good deal. I want to address uh, the issue regarding uh, personnel that uh, buys property or have property at uh, 18 wheelers or dump trucks parked on. I have a partner, Juan Raul Garza, that I've known for over 36 years. He is a millionaire by any standards. Uh, he has given 10 acres uh, to his son where he initially wanted to put a puga, uh, 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 which you, in English is a uh, 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 flea market. Uh -huh. But he found out that... Uh, uh, truckers were willing to pay $100 per month uh, to park their vehicles there. He he took on some, and then he initially he gave the business over to his son, who reached now somewhere between $10,500 a month uh, uh, in revenue. All right? Was he's, and now he transformed that from a sand pit into a parking space. All right. There's no issue there that he's not a citizen. He's just this man is out 83 years old. Hey, Stephen. Right. Stephen, let me. I want to stop you yeah. for one reason. First of all, you called in to to make the case of that place that Brian was talking about. Where did he get the money at? Who is he? First of all, I want to thank. First of all, thank you for calling in to say that. But my contention is this, my brother. You don't have to explain that you have the wherewithal to do what you're doing. I'm talking about your friend. They don't have to explain it to Brian. Yeah. They have no, Brian has no damn reason to question how did he get the money? Where did it come from? That is like uh, in the old days of Jim Crow. If I, if I saved up my money and I was able to get a nice car and I drive my nice car and somebody like Brian comes along, how were you able to afford that? I can't, how can, no, it's, we don't entertain that. So first of all, thank you for calling in uh, for that, Brian. But you needn't have to tell me the reason why this guy has a legitimate business. It's none of my damn business. And I, my first assumption is that it is a legitimate business until proven, um, until something happens. So thank you for calling in. But brother, uh, next time we speak, let's speak about something that we are going to move this system positive. Brian had no right. You're absolutely right. And thank you so much for the time, Alberto. Have a great thank, day. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, okay, let's see. MOD, you got 10 seconds. Morning. Good morning, sir. Uh, okay, is this Are MOD? Okay. Is this MOD? No, this is still Stephen. Oh, okay, uh, Stephen. 
Go to MOD uh, real quick. Yeah, let's, let's drop Stephen and go to MODs. MOD, real let's quick. Let's see if MOD made it back in. MOD, are you there? Okay, what's the other number? Because it seems like somebody else there. Okay, okay all right. Well, all right, That's we're fine. good. We're at, we're at 56. So uh, as usual at 56, I like to pass it along to Howard and Jack. So Howard and Jack. Well, I was uh, sitting here thinking, you know, Brian's comments. He's working off of secondhand information. Somebody told him this was going on. Did he fact check it? Did he go and say, okay, where is this place? Let me go investigate this. There's something called fact checking. And before you open your mouth and talk, you should know what you're talking about and not work off of secondhand information. That's but, just, you know, that's just my option. You know what is so funny? Look at the person who called in who knows the owner of the lot. You see what I'm saying? They didn't have right, to do right. that. And I, did, I, I wanted to stop that guy because Brian has no right to figure out, I wonder where he's getting his money from. It's none of your damn business. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, continue, Howard. Point. I think we've made that point. We're just about out of time here. Jack? So go ahead and close it out for us. Jack's busy. All right. all right. Anyway, folks, first of all, love all the callers. Love all the listeners. Thank you all. As usual, we didn't get fully completed with the program. So go to politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter. Politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter. Uh, thank you, Jack. Thank you, Howard. Thank you, callers. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right. And you know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.